Hey listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through sex and the city for the first time ever, mostly. I'm Corey Cabin. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And uh, wow, this is the first time we've done a podcast with this many people. This is going to be the family We're so lucky. Pod. This is incredible. <laughs> uh, we have the entire self helpless pod with us today. Uh, I, let's each introduce one of them. Okay, I'll go first. We have Kelsey Cook. Hey. We have we have Taylor Tomlinson. <laughs> and we have Delaney. I don't I don't know your last name. Fisher. I'm Fisher. sorry. Delaney Fisher. Fisher Delaney you Fisher. It. No. Ooh. Very good. <laughs> What's up? Thanks for doing our podcast, everyone. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. This what is a, a brilliant idea. idea. Yeah, <laughs> I will Six say I've I've i heard I don't know if it was on like Mark Marin or someone they were talking about like once you get more than three people on a podcast it's too much so we just figured we would double it and yeah. make it worse yeah. yeah that's usually the rule of making things better is to just go twice as bad usually. this is definitely the whitest thing I've ever been a part of so Absolutely. I appreciate it this appreciate looks, it very this, much. It, it, I know. Well, that's it good because like this is it pretty like innocent. A wife swap re- it's like a wife swap reunion show right now. <laughs> yes. it's like, oh yeah, you got with you. Yeah, yeah, man, it's been twenty years, crazy. So uh, I, let's get down to business and ask: Are, do, are you Sex in the City fans? We did. We're just fans of your podcast. Yes. And I think we were researching other podcasts when, we, like, years years ago when we were starting. We we're like, oh, like. We like listened to some of your episodes and then became fans and then finally reached out. But we don't even know if you're Sex in the City fans or anything. The connection, we just like your podcast. So what's your relationship to the show, each of you? Sweet. Well, first of all, thank you for being fans of Self Helpless. That's awesome. Yeah, Uh, it's great. I'm a diehard Sex in the City fan. One of my favorite shows of all time. I've seen every episode many, many times. So that's where I stand with it. Hey, Delaney, where do you guys stand with Sex in the City? I'm going to um, guess Delaney hasn't seen it. <laughs> I have seen a mix of, I've seen several episodes in like, not in order just because it was one of my mom's favorite shows. So I remember like watching it when I was younger being like, Ooh, this is my mom's like dirty nighttime show that I get to pee mm. at. Uh, <laughs> other than that, not, I'm indifferent about it. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it probably twice all the way through. I really like it. I'm not like, I think Kelsey said she'd seen it five or six times all the way through, so she definitely wins. But it's definitely That's a great, uh, it's definitely a great like binge watch when we're traveling too. Yeah, it's like yes. a good comfort watch. We've heard that from so road. many. We've heard that from so many people that it's like an old, it's like an old book or an old friend that you can just always yeah. fall back to when you're in an unfamiliar territory. Yeah, yes. that's how John and I both got introduced was through John's wife and a girl that I dated. They both would watch it when they were traveling for theater contracts because they were actresses. And so they were like, oh, it was just like the best thing to throw in when you're like in a random hotel and like revisit an old episode with Harry and Samantha tromping through the meatpacking district. Wait, I have a question. Why did you assume why did why did you know that Delaney's probably not a fan or probably (laughs) not? Delaney's hopeless when it comes to pop culture. Yeah. Oh, really, John? Yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> there has to be one. There has to be one of us. 
So, so the, what, are, what, what are your interests outside of pop culture? Like, what, what are you, what are you spending your time doing then? Um, drinking hot tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah, that's you can it. do better. <laughs> you can do better. I only Delaney. have t- mental energy for one activity at a time, and I happen to really enjoy a good hot spiced ch- hot chai latte. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delaney yeah, I, recently referred to um, Post Malone as Postal Malone. If you do wow. a temperature check on where she stands with pop culture, great music. Yeah, you so. and you and John are definitely that. You're soulmates right there. Absolutely. John, love it. John, we're living in a house right now, and John will just yell out book check, and he like makes everyone in the house get a book, and then he reads Moby Dick. And then he'll be for like, the second time. yeah, for, for the, the second time. time. And he's like, let me read this paragraph. And I'm like, can we watch YouTube videos? And he's like, no, get a book. <laughs> and, and it's been a real edifying experience for you. You've done it, it about how many books you're reading. I know it's been I good. Love a good book check. That is precious. Oh my God. So some people yeah. watch uh, TV shows and you reread books. That's very Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You're such a dad. You're such a dad thing. My dad used to do this thing called book check. Like it sounds like a memory from childhood. Yeah. Oh, it, is, it is definitely going to be a thing you do once you're parenting. Once you have an eight-year-old, the whole family sits down and is quiet. Oh, hey, Sam. Weird. Hey, Sam. Book check. Book yes. check, Sam. Yes. Yeah. All right. Oh Sam, get your hot tea. It's time for a book check. Yeah. Like, birthday presents are going to be like a public library card. You're like, oh, fuck That's a good it. present. That's a good present. Bummer. Yeah. Hey buddy, back in 2020 in the COVID pandemic, you know how many you know how many books your dad read? <laughs> Moby 53. Dick. Moby Dick twice. Moby Dick twice. He read War and Peace. John read War and Peace. I, yeah, that's real. He read War and, and Peace. And he's still wearing your baseball hat backwards. Yeah. You can do both, Taylor. You can do both. You're right. They're not well, mutually so exclusive. The, the, so um we we're gonna we're gonna watch an episode of Sex and City. We're gonna talk about it. The three of you run your podcast out of Los Angeles. Have any of you ever you're you're three young women who are in the pop culture uh, zeitgeist, which seems like you would have a little bit. Of, now no, you sound like dead. a dad. I'm like so three young ladies. Here's my question: How do how do, how do how do I start a TikTok account? Is the first um, no, my, but have any of you ever lived in? Like, lady products? So here's the thing. You might have started noticing boys. Um, what? Uh, have you ever lived in New York before? I, 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 that whole lead up was to be like, you all have like a little bit of a Carrie Bradshaw in you for like what you're doing, like in entertainment and stuff. Have any of you lived in New York? Have you been in LA the whole time? Um, Taylor and I, the last few years have both been in New York more. I was, I was kind of splitting time between here and, uh, New York for maybe like three years traveling uh, on the road for shows. And then, Tay, how much time did you feel like you spent in New York? Um, a lot in the last year, cause I was dating someone out there and before that, you know, not nearly as much as Kelsey was, but yeah, we, we were going obviously bouncing back and forth between coasts a lot for for work and shows and all that yeah i've been one time when i was 15 right (laughs) was that when you went for 15 coffee (laughs) i went uh with my parents just on like a christmas trip or something and we just did a you know the whole shebang the central park and the snow and the tree and we saw conan live which was nice and fun oh yeah um and uh, that's all I remember. We went to a place called the Burger Joint. Don't know if that still oh, yeah. exists, but that was oh, the Joint. highlight of my trip. Still there. <laughs> Is that yeah. the one in the hotel? Yes. Yeah, in Parker Mar- in it's the Parker like a Meridian secret, hotel. It's like yeah, a yeah. secret little spot. Yeah. yeah. My parents find a great trip. That sounds like yeah, tons of fun. It was a banging trip, but Any I was checks? 15. <laughs> a lot of book checks. Okay. Yeah. Really, that's a real good trip. <laughs> Um, so Delaney, you're going to have, you're going to have the hardest time doing this, but I guess the, we we don't ask this every time, but I guess it's a good question, which is like, do you, do you identify with any of the characters Are are you a, uh, do you ladies have like, ah, I'm a Miranda, I'm a Charlotte, I'm a Samantha, that deal. 
I've been told I'm a Samantha just, and also I feel like Charlotte too, because she's into all the holistic stuff, but I've Mm. slept with a lot of dudes. So that's why people think I'm a Samantha. I think. Nice. Would you say whenever people always make it sexual and I I have to say, Samantha's the best friend on the show. She's She's the most loyal person. So it's like, it's more than just, it's more than just, she's like, she's like a bulldog. If you cross her and her friends, which is like a really great quality. I do think if you, yeah, like out of the gates, it'd be like, Slept with a lot of dudes, Samantha. But then you get into more who she is, and it's like, oh, you know, amazing businesswoman, incredibly Mm. loyal friend, lots lots of amazing qualities. I think that's sweet. I don't think that's what they meant, but I will take it. (laughs) (laughs) When you you said slept with a lot of dudes and we're into holistic stuff, I was like, maybe you're the Stevie Nicks of the group. Yeah. <laughs> on our most recent episode, right now we're sponsored by um a, like a lube company, and uh-huh. Delaney said that she is currently using the lube as perfume. Like oh she's, my god! What? No yeah, good. you missed that. Okay. I missed it. What's the scent? In in bed, but she's she's like, and it just it smells so good. So I've just been like rubbing it on my face, rubbing on my ears, and like. That is a Samantha thing to do. You're just like walking around with like dick lube behind your ears. That's it's chocolate when, when you were like, I'm, that? Like Charlotte. I'm like, Charlotte would die before putting lube behind her ears. Like you are not a Charlotte at no, all. Charlotte. You're 100% Samantha. That is yeah. so funny. It's, first of all, it's body oil that's safe for your downstairs. So basically you can put it anywhere you want, but they have marketed it as lady lube. What is, so. What's the scent? <laughs> Chocolate cake. You smell like a fucking cupcake. It's amazing. I highly okay. recommend it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> what grown woman wants to smell like chocolate cake? Me at all times. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right. What what about what about you, Kelsey and Taylor? Do you have a are you a part are you a blah blah blah? A one of the ladies? I am mm. a blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit of a spread with Carrie, Miranda, Samantha. I don't really identify with Charlotte when I watch the show, but a little bit of Samantha, a little bit of Carrie, a little bit of Miranda. What, which I feel what like if, is kind of a common spread for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pick what? one. Yeah, no. I don't know. <laughs> well, what would you guys say? I do I really don't know. I feel like I can see a little bit of me in all three of them. I, I would always say, say I'm you're like a Carrie because Carrie's kind mm. of a spread. I think Carrie's kind of a little bit Next. of everybody. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I think you're yeah. Carrie. Okay. See, yeah. I've always loved Carrie. I mean, I know that like you look deeper into some of Carrie's things and you're like, eh, not great in certain ways. But I loved her forever. And then I feel like as the years go on, everybody's like, fuck Carrie, Carrie's the worst. <laughs> so now I'm like, I don't know if I want to be a Carrie. But yeah. I think a Carrie Miranda combo. I think I see a Carrie Miranda combo. Carrie Miranda combo. For for Kels. Yeah. Which is all I don't positive. Think I s- yeah, I don't know if I see. I think you're too fun to be Miranda. I think Thanks. if you're gonna split it, it would be more Carrie Samantha for sure. Mm-hmm. I mm. I would prefer a Carrie Samantha split. Over but here. Miranda yeah. would be the most into chocolate cake, whether it's a scent <laughs> or. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Saying you're a Carrie is like saying you're a Gryffindor. Like it just feels <laughs> yes, yeah, like, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, it's a but some people are fucking Gryffindor. Like, sorry, some people like use. Everyone wants to be Carrie or Gryffindor, and so it became like too mainstream. And then everyone's like, "I'm fucking Ravenclaw," and like, <laughs> right. you're not. Yeah, John, you don't even know what chill. Ravenclaw is. Ravenclaw yeah. and Hufflepuff is just like no, we didn't. Nobody even invested in those two. Like. <laughs> You I know always what I mean? felt like it's either Gryffindor yeah. or Slytherin. That's I felt like it was like a bit of a plot hole that the whole time they were just at Hogwarts. They're like, "There's nothing wrong with being Slytherin. It's just a type." And then it just happened to be all of them Everybody that became was horrible. There was like, it was yeah. like yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a fucking character flaw in those people. I, I also yeah. think that that speaks a lot to me because I always identified with a Ravenclaw. I was like. Ugh. Those guys over there, that's who I want to hang with. Just boring yeah. people in the background, read their books, shuffle their feet. This is, where you, this is where you and I link up and that I've read one Harry Potter book and know nothing about Harry Potter. So like the way you are with culture, yeah. that's how I am with Harry Potter. And like oh, if yeah. you follow the – if you binge our podcast and follow the track of it, when we started, I was like – 
freaking Harry Potter people. They're the same to me as married couples that go to Disney on their honeymoon. Get out of here. Read a fucking adult book. They call themselves Potterheads, right? Pot- exactly. Potterheads. Potter- 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 but then, <laughs> this is so as it's gone, I've read, I've read the first book and I've seen some of the movies and it's it's... It's it's fantastic modern literature. Yeah, really. yes, it is. I used oh, to think man. it was called Griffin Pop, and I said that for several years before a coworker corrected me and said it is Gryffindor, and I'm highly offended. <laughs> I'm highly <laughs> offended right now. There's nothing better than popping on some Postal Malone and reading some Griffin Pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wait, Taylor, where yeah. did you fall? What are you, the- Taylor? Um, I think I'm a Miranda uh with uh charlotte aspirations mm. uh, but i do think i'm i'm mostly i'm mostly a miranda yeah, which, which like nobody wants to be miranda but like fuck you miranda has her own apartment and yeah a great well, job and a kid and, or oh, several i don't know kid, she's got kids yeah yeah we've talked about this we've talked about this in like this it's like a generational split where I feel like about a year and a half, two years ago, maybe it started where it was just like, everyone was like, I'm a Miranda. All right. Right. I'm a freaking boss ass bitch. And I do what I want. And I make my own decisions. And I voted for Hillary twice. And like, yeah. it's like everyone. And then, but then we've met people. We've met like women that have come to our shows who are younger, who are like in their early twenties. And they're like, I'm kind of a Carrie and I yeah. really like it. And they like, so there's like kind of a thing where, the Miranda, th- but then we have like we had Jen Kirkman on our show, and Jen was like, Jen was like, I always thought Miranda was like kind of a bummer, and so there's like kind of a thing where it's like, as the show goes through, like different people seeing it, it it goes through. Some people are like, now it's time to be a Miranda, now it's time to be not. So it's like I think it depends on who is watching the show. I right. love Miranda so much. I also feel like Miranda, arguably the funniest character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But did you want to be Miranda when you watched it? She's the anxious one, right? Did you want to be her? Miranda's no. the redhead, Delaney. Is she? Is she? Yeah, <laughs> she's the anxious one, right? <laughs> she's the redhead. She's, she's, she's a lawyer. She's very like right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have nothing to add to that, but you know that makes sense. Here's here's what we can do. <laughs> For you, Delaney, let's go watch an episode, yes. and you'll have some context for <laughs> yeah. what, what, how we can talk more about the show. Yeah, right. And this is a special one, John. Isn't this the uh, season? S- season six was split into two, yeah, uh, two parts, and this is the mini season finale of six one a. Yep. And season I feel like a lot six, of big things are going to happen then. The episode's mm-hmm. called one, one. I think it's is it one or the one? Some. Something one? like that. The it's one. one. I have looked up the one. I think it's one. I think it's named after the U2 song. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Awesome. Let's watch that episode. Let's and go we'll watch pop the episode. Back. Oh, boy. Sweet. All right. Bye. Episode 86. One. Carrie meets 50-something Russian artist Alexander Petrovsky at a gallery. Miranda's boyfriend says, I love you but she cannot say it back. Charlotte is delighted to discover she's pregnant and then devastated when she miscarries. After finding one gray hair down under, Samantha dyes her pubic hair with shocking results. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back. Wow, what an episode. That episode was... They were bringing out some heavy, heavy hitters with some some big time storylines there, huh? Yeah. Kevin and I watched it with my wife, and she was just fountains. She was bawling through the whole thing. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. When Steve and Miranda are in the uh, in the closet, and he pulls out the candle, she was just. It was all over. I. Oh man, there's there's like so many. I did do kind of a thing where because I just watched it by myself in my apartment, and there was a thing when. I think it was this. I think it was when Miranda was having her moment then, but I like slapped myself on my leg like that, and was just like, "Come on, John, 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 you should give us the you should give us the recap." All right, so the episode was one, um, and Carrie's through line is, uh, "What is the one thing to, to make our life complete? When will waiting for the one be done?" 
Um, and so it all kind of revolves around the one thing that people are chasing after, I guess, to like bring them joy and happiness. Carrie's is she is uh, meets Alexander Petrovsky at like a really uh, at a art show installation, and um, she goes on a very odd, very interesting date that I'm excited to talk about with Petrovsky. Um, Samantha, of course, finds a gray pubic hair while she is um, growing out her bush for Smith. Charlotte uh, miscarries um, after being pregnant for three weeks. And uh, Miranda, which was kind of the central storyline, celebrates Brady's birthday party and realizes that she is not in love with uh, Dr. Robert Leeds, even though he gave her a giant cookie, but rather in love with Steve. Steve, Steve fucking Steve's, Brady. Steve's mom Brady. and her Budweiser. Um, yeah, the most the most charming alcoholic that's been on television since the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. I have to say, like, if they if if we wrote some fan fiction where Debbie and Robert Leeds hooked up together, that would be a, a really oh, sexy. That some is, sexy fan be, fiction. Yeah, they are both so very high. attractive. Also, we should write some fan fiction where Steve's mom hooks up with Andy Katz. <laughs> <laughs> the Sunday comics drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, those those were two of the hottest people we've ever that's ever been on the show. Yeah, Robert, yeah. Robert Leeds is such. I mean, he's the only he's the only guy on the show that like gives me shivers. Yeah. I have to look him up. I don't know who Robert Leeds is. I'm the worst. Knows- Did you watch the episode? Wait, who is he? It's a he guy was- Miranda's dating. Miranda's boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, He's the doctor. Super handsome doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he is hot. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got yes. the best style for any of the men, too. Like yeah. His style yeah. is always on point. I mean, I know you, you all were saying that you were Aiden fans, but it's like some of Aiden's outfits have to... <laughs> I mean, they're just so offensive that it's like... Uh, no one, no one should do that. That and Mr. Big. Sometimes he wears like big Tommy Bahama flowy shirts. Like so much of the guys' fashion in this is just like, just a Ross. cringe fest. But Robert Leeds, awesome. classic, 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 mm-hmm. knocked mm-hmm. out of the park. Also, Aiden's yeah. initial hair, like the long hair, Aiden. Mm. Mm. I'm into Still it. Place in my heart for it, but like short hair, Aiden. Whew, I'm into that too. Yeah, I didn't even see many episodes with him. I just was like, I'm into John Corbett. I don't care what the fuck his character name is. That's that's my jam right there. <laughs> so many people love John Corbett. Was it when did you initially fall in love with him? Was it oh, my big fat Greek wedding? Is that when people yeah. were, I think it was put him on the map? Before that, okay. wasn't he in was like it? something called Raising Helen or something before that? He was in Northern Exposure. Something Whoa. of those, something of that nature before Big Fat Greek, and then of course that one was like wow. Uh, and yeah, he's just mm, delicious. I think we talked about this on, on the break, but all three of you are diehard team Aiden's over team big. Yeah. Yes. Is that, oh is my that God. Yes. <laughs> Who's team big? Lots of people. It's, it's, it's odd. Suck it. oh. <laughs> is he the pretentious guy that's always having issues with her? I don't, I haven't seen yes. enough. Okay. Yes. Hot, very hot and cold. I just think from a casting point of like I I've never been a tr- attracted to Chris is it Noth or Noth? No. No. Chris Noth. Yeah. Chris Noth just like doesn't really do it for me. So I was never cheering him on that much. Yeah. He's charming, I guess, but uh, Aiden can't beat Aiden. We asked yeah, the question to SJP and she she handled it very very politically. She she said, you know, she loved working with John McCorder, but she's actually team big. She said the story was written for big. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. She wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's just so crazy I, that you talk to her. I just love her so much. I just I'm gonna eat her. I, I love, love her. her less now. <laughs> she, so. she, she, I will. I will say that. Uh, I feel like the Aiden Big conversation. The fact that it's still like people have such strong emotions. I want to like. Sometime I need to. We need to do a whole episode devoted to figuring out like the psychology of like. What what they represent that people see in them because I'll put up an Instagram post and make fun of Mr. Big and people will come out of the woodwork to be like I fucking love Mr. Big and and I'm just like I I think he's kind of goofy I'm more of a Harry Harry Golden Black guy that's like that to me yes 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 that's Harry like he has he's like a great personality but I can see why he's like sexy too because he's just like. He's just Confident. like 
Yeah, confident. So, yeah. I, love him. I have I have a question uh, specifically about Harry in this episode. He obviously uh, Car- or Charlotte had a miscarriage, and Harry's instincts was to call her friends. Uh, Carrie came in to comfort her. Do you think he handled that the right way? Is that is that a move that you'd want your significant other to do if you were to go through something like that? Yes. Yeah. Down on the friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's Be- sweet. Better than him trying to like answer I'm the questions about himself. I'm sure yeah. he was doing stuff also. <laughs> right. All she talks about. Jeez. <laughs> something happened down there. Let's outsource. Like I'm sure that's number one move. I sure that was hey, probably hey, honey, number two. Maybe Samantha can relate. She has a gray pube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me know when you can fuck again, Char. <laughs> oh man. Yes, that was sweet. I I do think I. I guess I can see where it's like there seemed that was the first thing. There wasn't a scene where they like mourn it together. Maybe it's like they seem like a miss, but I don't know. Everybody rallied. I thought it was a cool, I thought it was a charming, like a cool storyline that she was inspired and like got dressed and went. And, um, and yeah, yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping that she would go because sometimes you just need to hang out with your friends during a dark time, not just sit and watch. You can get sucked down the E hole. And you can watch too many E True Hollywood stories. I don't know the story of Elizabeth Taylor. Is that who? Is that who she watched? Yeah. Like what? What about? Because Elizabeth Taylor said now is the time for guts and guile, and that's like (laughs) what made Charlotte put on that incredible pink dress and like. I know she looks so good. What what (laughs) is it about the Elizabeth Taylor story that inspired her so much? Does is anyone super familiar? I don't know. I she's married a bunch, right? Yeah, I yeah. assumed that Elizabeth Taylor might have had a miscarriage, but now that you just said that, I was like, oh, maybe she was just responding to the quote, which, yeah. hey, I don't know. white oh, ladies yeah. the yeah. self-help podcast, although I have quote shit that changes our lives. <laughs> You no, watch but, one episode and it pulls you out of depression. That's pretty good. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna keep that in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's worth overanalyzing, but I was like, this could go to a dark place because I'm pretty sure Elizabeth Taylor, like, was she? Am I just mixing up her and Judy Garland or Liza Minnelli? She got into pills and stuff. That's Isn't Judy she on- Garland. That's okay. Judy Garland. Both very talented ladies. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to Google. But yeah, I think there's some tragedy to Elizabeth Taylor, but also she kind of dressed up. I, she's like a fashion icon, so mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe instead of uh, dwelling on the darker parts of Elizabeth Taylor's life, she's like, oh, she was also this amazing person. That's who I'm going to be. So maybe it was like the dichotomy of the two. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, think- I think it pulled her out of that. Yeah. I All I know is that Michael Jackson was a big fan of her because I had a Mad Magazine when I was a kid and it talked about Michael Jackson's obsession with Elizabeth Taylor. Well, they were like, like best friends, right? I think yeah, there's pictures like, of her, yeah. them and the monkey together. Yeah. It was them and Bubbles the Chimp. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, um, that's a culture of All right. What? Gonna, what? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, does, did anybody feel like, for me, I could not focus on much else in this episode because I was so fucking creeped out by Petrovsky. So, that creeped me out the whole, the whole time. I just, gross. Let me ask you this, Delaney. So when we, so the opening, okay, so they're at the... Art Maria installation, the, the art show, the gallery, yeah. Which yeah. is that based on Maria? It's Abramovic. Yeah, okay, right? okay, yeah. Right? It has to be an Abramovic thing, yeah. And so, like, she's there at the performance thing, yeah. And I was wondering because they do this in Sex in the City. I was wondering how much they were playing off of Baryshnikov and dance and stuff. Hundred percent. When she looks at him, and there's all those weird little piano, like, and then she looks, and then he looks back, and there's this like ballet of their heads turning at each other, oh. and then he's gone, and then he shows up again. But everything that he did, and then he, when he was like, punk. yeah, you are not into it, yeah, punk. it just it was no. so it was the creepy so eye stuff, and then ins- being ins- insulting everybody. It's like that. I, I wouldn't, there, I would not go anywhere near that dude. Well, Delaney, are you uh, are you familiar with the fact of who he is? Um, In the show, he's some kind of art guy, right? In real life, no, I'm not. So the the actor, (laughs) he's he's like the greatest ballet dancer in male ballet dancer in history. 
Really? He's like, oh, I didn't know that. Fascinating. If you watch videos of him jump, like warming up, it's it's like he's floating in the air. He is insane. Wow. Which, which we were that, talking. He still creeped me out. SJ, SJP, <laughs> who studied ballet, was probably really pumped to work with him because he is, you know, the he's a legend in, in the ballet world. Oh, I'm gonna have to look him so, up to watch his videos. I, I think oh. he gets. I think he gets like a little. But then I was surprised because I was waiting for this for a while, and I was like, man, they definitely present him as like a bit of a creep, and he's definitely like, let's go to three. Like I was surprised he was gonna be like, just do a three a.m. date, and then be pretty straightforward to be like, I stared at you. We're going out at three a.m. and let's go home so we can fuck. Like yeah. it was a little yeah. more dirtbaggy than I expected based on people's love of of. Of Petrovsky. absolutely, like no, there is a warrant out for your arrest now. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> adios. Yeah. I I have a hard time talking about this character without giving anything away. Um, you can spoil I can it. Tell you, spoiler can we spoil it? it? Spo- absolutely, yeah, yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. We had who did we have? Do you know something? what happens at the end? No, I just I just loved how he held up the banana. Okay. <laughs> no, but like oh we my can't God. we can't yeah. tell you the end of the show. You, I think they uh, big and Carrie end up together in Paris. Okay, okay, we, we know okay. Yeah, yeah. In that case, yeah, yeah, all right. that. Yeah. Here's here's <laughs> the thing. First off, I was looking forward to doing this podcast, and then I found out what episode we had to watch, and I was mad. Um, I hate <laughs> Alex Alexander. How, he Alexander. spent five minutes correcting her. Yes. How to say Alex. I I hate him so much. Doesn't make any sense why Carrie's into him even in the slightest and i think they just had to bring in someone so shitty that you were like okay i guess big like interesting like big Big is better than this creepy weirdo that i guess and like because charlotte's all impressed that he's this big art guy you're like okay i guess he's hot like all right like we trust charlotte into it that's an interesting that's super interesting i don't want to get this too off off topic because i feel like that's like so interesting but most people that we've talked to that watch the show most women are like yeah any guy that they're like isn't he hot the women are always like no he's (laughs) not like like yeah i mean i get that he's like a i get that he's like a weird old artist and at that time (laughs) in new york it's like oh this guy hung on his studio 54 so he's in his 50s and is probably more interesting than he is attractive. But I think it's interesting that you're saying, like, I guess he's hot. I don't know. Like, you don't know what you're supposed to... I'm guessing you're saying you don't know what you're supposed to be attracted to about this guy. Yeah, yeah nothing other than he's, like, mysterious, I guess. I, I would but be really he, curious he, to see if those women or men who are in, who are big fans of Big, who, who are Team Big, if they're more inclined to be fans of Petrovsky. I wonder if because you are so... Team Aiden, that that is why he is leaving a bad taste in your mouth. He's just a douche. Well, <laughs> there's also, I think, the strong character trait with Petrovsky that you haven't seen in these other guys in the show. And I don't know if they're trying to portray it as it's like a European thing or an age thing, but he's very much like, you try it, you like it. You're, we're yeah. doing this, you do it. And it's very, it's almost that kind of like control misogynistic like nope like i'm i'm telling you what to do mm-hmm. and some women are kind of into being dominated in that way where they're yeah. like oh he's just kind of taking charge but i feel like our generation of we're like no we're not i'm not gonna eat those yeah. fucking cherries like don't tell yeah. me what to do like i'm not yeah. you know what I mean? eat the meat jello you'll yeah. like oh the meat jello <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, he's so yeah. pushy i don't like yeah. that pushiness well no. that's that's where i think like if the pushiness was Mary was also like paired with like some respect, but it was weird that it was like clearly the dude does coke or did coke for a decade, clearly, and then he just wants to like uh, he just does this to tons of different girls clearly, or else he wouldn't have the thing to be like one a.m. restaurant back to my apartment, and so it's like I don't know, it was definitely a bad start for me uh, as far as like I thought I would like him more. Based on what I heard. Although I have this kind of thing where I think, like, we've all lived, uh, the, the three of us have lived in New York for a pretty decent amount of time now. And you said that, you know, you, so you, you, y'all been back and forth in New York, you've been there mm-hmm. for a while. I kind of have this thing where I feel like the longer you live in a city like this, and I'm guessing other major cities around the world are playing the same, but the longer you live and go through a few different things, like, 
a couple friends getting married, someone's having a baby, like you hit these marks. The only thing left after that is it's like, yeah, why not go out with this weird ass dude at three in the morning? It's like there's like yeah. a John Mulaney quote where he's like, Adult life is already so goddamn weird. It's like just, <laughs> I feel like they just had to ratchet it up to just be like why not just have this weird dude yeah, and just yeah. be like, maybe this guy is a serial killer. Let's give it a three, <laughs> three episodes. Please roll the dice. Yeah. yeah. yeah I well. wish it was I only three episodes. Is he a recurring a guy? Mm-hmm. He's recurring for a while? He's oh, in every yeah. remaining episode. Wow. What? Of the show. Mm-hmm. No! Oh, <laughs> Stress <gross. laughs> Dude, like, no. you need to just go on the journey with it. Yeah, come oh, on in. Gosh. Oh, I don't think I could take more of that guy. I think his <laughs> douchiness can get mistaken for mysteriousness, but he's just a tool. Like he's yeah. he's trying to wine and dine her, but he's just trying he's just trying to fuck. Why can't yeah. he also, really does he go? like her? He, I don't think he likes her. He's he just doesn't like, seem to respect funny. her. When yeah. he's like, I'm a writer, and he's like, Comic. I don't know about it. Uh, how I did will you guys say- feel? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no you go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, how did you guys feel about the I love you on the cookie? Is that how you have told people? How, like, how have you told I love you in the past? Yeah. I was confused about said. this real quick. So did he mean, he meant though for them to have a dinner together mm-hmm. and then he would bring it out. Like, yes. And then he got called out. Yeah. Like, oh, I got to go because homeboy broke yeah. his knee or whatever. So it, I, it, it messed up his play a little bit, but still he was going to be like, time for dessert. Why, why did he take it with him? Yeah. He's such a bomb to just leave behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's weird. To reveal was, that and not get to see that person's reaction or have them able to say it back to you in that moment. It's just yeah. like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like um, a little plot driven. Like he didn't even, I, I wish he would have been like, uh, like, oh, Sorry, I left it there and I forgot. Like he was like, "Did you read the cookie?" And it was sort of like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, that's that's maybe the only misstep that Rob, Doctor Robert Leeds has made. But hey, the dude had he had to leave for work. Like, I'll, I'll give him that. But yeah, weird- fit with the rest of him. He seems so yes. adult and like such a man. And then it's like. Hi, like, are, what are we in mm-hmm. elementary yeah. school together? You're gonna tell it to me on a cookie? Like, that feels so second grade, right? Yeah, like, that just was very I bizarre. I loved it. I would have fucking well, loved if you, that, you if, Cam, if Cam told me he loved me on a cookie on a dessert. That would have been my jam. Instead, he dropped me off at the fucking airport, and it was like a drive-by. I love you, and then he just didn't talk about it. That was it. It was a fucking drive-by love bomb. And oh. I just, you know, oh. it was fine. But the cookie, what? I was like, hey, not that so bad with so the cookie. Funny. Yeah. Wait, is this, is this, this is your boyfriend? This is my fiance. Yes. Your fiance. Okay. He, and like, walk us through that. It, it was. <laughs> we, we I were, haven't heard this story before. <laughs> I oh, yeah. This is how he told me he loved me, guys. Okay. So I had gone to, he's from Rockford, Illinois. So we went out there for like Christmas or oh Thanksgiving. And then he dropped me off at the Chicago airport, I guess. And he was okay. staying like a week later with his family. And he dropped me off, got my suitcase, gave me a hug and said, I love you. And then he got in the car and he drove off and there was no, I couldn't, I couldn't respond. I'm just kind of like waving at the car. And he drove by like, oh. oh. I guess have you, I, have you have you asked him why did, has he explained like his his reasoning there that yeah he said he didn't feel like talking about it <laughs> oh my gosh that's the most guy thing ever was like, oh, I have a good feeling but I don't know what to do with it uh. <laughs> I just I just I, I just got in the car and put on food fighters and drove two hundred miles after them. I mean, <laughs> to, to his point, those those like ticket agents that are writing parking tickets outside O'Hare are really aggressive. So I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. They, they're I pushing out of there real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, a, a shock to my system for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the f- the first girl I ever said I love you to was way too early, and I didn't mean it, but it was my sixth grade girl I was going out with, and. I put I love Sarah on the outside of my hand and then I went to football oh. practice like the next day and the coach just like stood me up in front of everyone he's like 
and just like made like, fun of me. And in my head, I was like, oh, I'm never going to do this again. Oh, <laughs> what a dick. Oh, yeah. That's traumatic. It was, oh. it, it was, and it was on, I was going to wash it off, but it was like with Sharpie. So I think like I would like between plays, like spit and try and wipe it off and it like wouldn't go anywhere. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's so and I was sad. like, yeah, I, oh, I, I was hoping it would be, get a few more chuckles, but you guys are like, <laughs> Are you okay? may as well have done that as he drove away from the airport, just on its hand, just waving yeah. at me. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I'm trying to give the backstory to whatever whatever Cam experienced in sixth grade is what led to your love, I love you story with him. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yeah, you know what? We're sitting here making fun of Robert doing that, but I don't know. Maybe Kelsey has better I love you stories, but I can't think of a better one I've had. Than the cookie. Yeah. The cookie was pretty dope. If he had stuck around and he had yeah. been like, oh, dessert, that would have been a cute moment. Yeah. I will say I felt for him because there's nothing worse than like putting yourself out there to a person you like and then watching them be like, huh, and then having to like have, I'm glad they didn't have to do another two weeks where like he's just has a pit in his stomach knowing she's about to break up with him. And he's like, is anything wrong? Like, that's the worst thing in any relationship when I, you just like don't feel that vibe and you know you're about to get broken up with. Like, it sounds good. Mm, yeah. So yeah. I'm glad they kind of ripped the Band-Aid off as quickly as possible, really. Right? At the yeah, end of the day, yeah. three weeks later, yeah. 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 And they, they got just, back together. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's just – that's it for Robert. Taylor that's v. it. I hope I you got Debbie's number. Again. No, you oh, see yeah. Robert again. Oh, you do? Oh, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm not too much. No, Willie the other day, Willie Garson was like, and you know, I end up with Anthony, and we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's like the biggest plot twist. So when you uh, see Robert again, I mean, as dudes, it probably won't hit you the same way, but oh, as a girl, Taylor and I just walked by, <laughs> and we were like, oh, what scene you're talking about? You see Robert. Because <laughs> he's hot? You see his butt? You'll, you'll know. You'll know. Okay. Does he fuck baby know. spice? Huh? <laughs> Does he fuck baby spice finally? <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, it's ginger spice. Ginger spice. Right, it's ginger spice. Yeah. It's ginger spice in that one. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I have a question. question. Do we all buy this shit? I call it the James Marsden rule. Um, that there's always this perfect guy that the girl's like, but I like this loser more. And I just, I don't know why I can't just make it happen, but I have this loser that I met earlier that I keep <laughs> out of my head. I'm like, this would never happen. You would be like, Steve's a nice baby daddy. I have Robert now. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a question. Well, uh, besides throw that back to the three of y'all, what would you, what do you think? I mean, Taylor, you just answered it. You said no. What, is, what do y'all think, Kelsey? And do you think Steve is like a, yeah, what do you think of Steve, I guess, would be the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, initial question. question. I like Steve, but I Robert. Love Steve, but yeah. I know. Although I will say, and I feel like all three of us girls have experienced this where you meet somebody and you're like, oh, on paper, they are fucking awesome. Mm. Everything. But you just, like, don't feel that thing. Yeah. Or maybe you think you do, get to know more, and then you're like, oh, guess not. But sometimes it's just it's just not your person. Yeah, yeah, I I feel like I I buy it with Miranda. I buy it with Miranda and Steve because I care about like I'm invested in their relationship in a way that like I can see that. I have some friends that in real life like have s seemingly settled and it's like crazy to watch. Like to watch someone like take a turn and be like, "Whoa, you just you just got married or like moved on with this person, like broke up and went back to something that was comfortable. And it makes me nervous for their future, to be honest. So I've seen both it in both things with Miranda and Steve. The thing that gives me anxiety is knowing that Steve, cause we do know the spoiler. We know that Steve cheats on her. And in my head, I'm just like that. I didn't know that. Wow. Uh, oh, I thought you did. Well, now you're in this my boat. This has to be such a hard podcast for you guys to do because you're doing a show that's been out for so long that I know, so many I people, know. I mean, oh, that would be hard. Yeah. To talk about. It's I, like 20 years old now. I, it's like spoilers just happen. I think, I think I, ultimately that question for me comes down to what, like, 
you subscribe to if birds of the feather flock together of opposites attract because i think miranda and robert were ultimately too similar i think they were mm. they both probably would have driven each other a little bit crazy with how like high uh, octane their careers were and how committed they were to that so like i think for for miranda steve is like the complete opposite of her and she probably finds a ton of comfort in that and and i think they probably work well together and i'm not sure if that's true in real life or not but um i don't i don't know like uh, yeah uh, my theory is that if they didn't have a kid together they would not have gotten back together mm-hmm. i can see that i think that's what it is i could also see that with completely different people yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah, I mean, I guess that's like a, that's a common denominator that keeps bringing them back together, and so it keeps reminding them of that person, as opposed to like putting them in a place where they just have to move on and never see each other again. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't yeah. know them well enough. I have I haven't seen enough episodes, so I'm just judging it on this one episode. And it's like, okay, you have the hot doctor, or you have Steve. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! I'm going with the hot doctor every time. Who gave me a cookie? Did you yes, not see yes. how big Steve's candle was, though? <laughs> <laughs> he bought a one candle. Like, also, what yeah. is Steve doing walking away from Debbie? Like, I know. Are you right? kidding me? Yeah. She's so hot. She, yeah. Loves, she loves drinking beer with Mom. Like, she's the perfect. <laughs> that's that's actually Debbie that, that likes Steve. She loves Steve. Yeah, loves Steve. Loves yeah. That's the thing that that huh. sucks about breakups is when you have like when when your parents or your friends like love this person and I feel bad for Debbie and Steve's mom because I feel like they're still oh. going to get like they're going to like go grab beers like in 2 years. Yeah. He, she's like I was with Debbie. He's like, "What? My my ex-girlfriend?" She's like, "Yeah, we still keep up." I have, yeah. I have a question for everyone. So so Robert told Miranda he loves her by writing on a cookie. How did Debbie tell Steve that she loves him? Oh wow! Probably told him date too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she's just been dating athletes who cheat on her on the road, and was like, "Finally, like a dude who's less hot than me that won't go anywhere." And then even he does. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for Debbie. <laughs> you wrote awesome. such a tragedy for Debbie, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I buy it. For Long Island yeah. by Steve's in. She's just like, "I fucking love you, Steve." <laughs> yeah. like, what? You're the you open the door for me. Oh, you never sleep with my sister. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I have a question theory. for you guys. I completely forgot that they were like showing titties and stuff on this show. Oh, Is yeah. there a lot of nudity on this show? I didn't yeah. remember yeah. that. This was a pretty nudity heavy one. Like you see when you see Samantha's clown bush, like Yeah, and that, titties. That, Lots that of titties. Doesn't happen. Yeah, that doesn't happen okay. every episode, but it's I'd say it's like it's like a thirty percenter on this show. Like I'd say, you get thirty to 30, thirty to forty percent of that kind of nudity. Was this thing. like one of the bit, like the first shows to really do that a lot? Because wasn't like this is a pretty old show, right? Yeah, I, what's 19- funny is the show that was on right before it that was Oz. So Oz is like a prison drama on HBO that was showing nudity, but like in a different way. It's just like it was just HBO yeah. knows. Yeah. The show's called Sex in the City. Like, right. I just couldn't believe I'm like, wait a minute, was this on was this on like channel seven? Like Okay, okay. That's why I was like, wait, this thing must have been put it on E too, but they would, you know, blur things out. I remember I was talking to this girl like back in middle school and she was like, I, I we weren't even allowed to watch like my parents thought like heard that someone let my sister watch an episode of Friends and they were like, No. Not yet. All right. So I found out this one girl was watching Sex in the City and I was like, I was like traumatized. I was like, I can't believe that there's kids in eighth grade watching a show called Sex in the City. I was like, it was like the most traumatizing thing. And now I watch it and I'm like, there's nudity and stuff, but it's like the end of the day, like besides being like, I don't know, like I slept with a few different guys and this guy like, you know, did this weird thing. It's not as like dirty a show, but when I was a kid, I just thought it was like hardcore porn. Like hearing hearing just the name, I was like, oh. But this was a lot. You don't normally see a lot of of you know frontal. I guess with yeah. Samantha, you do when Samantha she gets out of apartment too. Get pretty intense. Some of them. They, like. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys? Yeah. I stepped out to grab my charger. Did you guys talk about? I have a sexy young man who loves to fuck me, and I'm fabulous. T-shirts. 
No, we should make those. We have, we have to make those, the Bradshaw boys. That is <laughs> either, right. those, either those or no one wants to fuck grandma. Sorry. Oh, oh, that was, I will say, like, we talk about the, like, comedy moments on this show, but I thought that was legitimately funny when she was like, and she said, nobody wants to fuck grandma's pussy. And then Carrie just looks at it and goes, this is a child's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, great line. SJP's like comic timing really shined in this episode. She's yeah, so yeah. funny and she just like really crushed it. I think Her uh, scream, by the way, is my favorite scream of any actor, mm. actress of all time. And when she walks in and sees the clown. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nice to be no clown. Just every with, with the mouse. I don't know. That's happened so far in the show, right? Where there's a mouse on her pillow. Has that uh, happened yet? I don't, I don't think so. I, we, I, I think we, I thought we remember. Yeah, oh I don't think God. that's happened yet. My fa- I laugh so fucking hard. There's a mouse on her pillow, and it like scurries behind her hair. And oh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's so funny. We'll, we'll get it on video and tag you in it when when we uh, when we put it on Instagram. Oh, actually, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. Um, um, John, are you going to ask about, if not, you can do it. I feel like we need to cover the central thing of the episode, which is like the probably toxic nature of the fact that some people put so much on the one. Like the whole like. Oh, so this has become Moby Dick discussion now. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about megalomania? Yeah, the the one, the the white whale, the ro- yeah. the romantic white whale that we've created yeah. in this culture. Yeah. yeah. What what were you going to ask? Did it have to I do was, with that? I was going to make a stupid observation about how good of a friend Carrie was in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, hold on. We need to talk about that from a thing where John is not a fan of Carrie at all, and. I feel like whenever you have anything, good I think to she's. Say about I think she's super. Warm, she's super self. It. She's very, very self-absorbed. Like even, uh, she made a comment when when Miranda told her about Brady's first birthday party, and she always steers the conversation back to her. Which I get it. She's the main character. Of the TV show is driving the narrative. But in this episode, I was extremely impressed with how great of a friend she was. She got called in to comfort samantha in samantha's w- special way of showing her her, her bozo bush she like was like got called in to charlotte and just like sat next to her and listened and like i thought that was fantastic and then you know she walked with miranda and like even though she gave her the advice that 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 dr robert leads is perfect she was just trying to comfort miranda who thought she was making like a horrible life decision and was worrying about the fact that she couldn't say I love her. So like I, I was really impressed with Carrie in this episode. Oh, gold star for Carrie. Gold star. Ooh. Carrie wins this episode. Um, <laughs> but but to your point, the 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 back to Moby Dick and the megalomania, like w- w- the the pursuit of the one thing and the ultimate destruction that ensues. You, yeah, you're just going to like like that that is so much of like romantic comedies and movies and television shows that it's like this one person will fulfill me. And I guess in this, like maybe it's complicated because it's like Miranda makes the right decision. I just feel like to answer Carrie's question, like, are we done with the one? Like, yeah, you should be. Because any person that I know that's in a long lasting relationship is not like, oh, it's like, yeah, you just chose a person and you committed to them and then dealt with the fucking difficult bullshit that life will hand you, whether you're with, someone who's perfect or someone who's not because it's just what level of flawed they're going to be and whether you can handle it. Yeah. So, um, I I think life is like a layered, complicated experience and relationships are all are the same. There's a ton of stuff going on. And if it's life or relationships or career, if you are only laser focused on one thing, you're inevitably going to be disappointed if mm-hmm. if samantha is like only worried about preserving the youthfulness of her body there's going to be a point in her life in which she is crushed when she ages and i think that's like a good lesson to take away from the le- this episode is that diversify what you are putting stock into because at every point in life there is going to be something that lets you down whether it's your friendships your career your podcast uh your a pandemic your pandemic like like Life is big and and full and get joy from a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And balance. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's yeah. where one of the most compelling storylines is Charlotte because 
you see her constantly get disappointed, but it, but she, by like, I don't know, this is pretty devastating, but also it was devastating when Trey, uh, when her and Trey got divorced and she, she worked through it. And I feel like Charlotte's like one of the most relatable storylines that it's like you put so much hope in marriage or in kids or in something to make you happy and it crushes her, but she's like still comes back and doesn't, isn't defeated. So yeah. I thought that was, yeah. a, that, that was cool. I think an interesting thing about Charlotte too, is that it's a relatable storyline, but it's also starts at, it, it's, we always talk about how it's such a well-written character and it is kind of like the like hero's journey writing of like some character who starts off with this ideal and she's so like porcelain and put together and then gets what she wants and none of it works out and it doesn't satisfy and it all falls apart. And then she goes through the whole thing of it, like disorder and then like trying to find it and it comes back together. And then, I mean, it's weird because she went through that whole thing again in this episode. Like there was a great moment when they were all at the at brunch at their chat and chew, as we always call it like, when they were talking. And she says, she's like, everything is how it's supposed to be, except I'm pregnant. But there mm. was kind of like a moment where they hit like a great moment in the show where it's like the last season. And they're all talking about like Samantha's talking about her, like, you know, growing her pubes out. And Miranda's talking about Dr. Robert. And she's like, everything's how it's supposed to be. And then she hits the place where she has miscarriage. And then she comes back from it. So, like, I feel like in the way that John was talking about diversified things, she's kind of hit this point of life where, like, things are always going to go up and down. And, like, that's kind of the thing of life is to be able to go through the cycles, whether Mm -hmm. it's, like, the long-term cycle of life or even just the daily cycle of life of waking up. Things are great by 9 a.m. They're terrible at noon. They're good at 3. They suck at 6. And then, you know, it's, like, just going through what adult life is, I feel like. Yeah. She kind of seems to embody that. And then Carrie's like the more idealist one who hits those high points. And I feel like Carrie shows the story of like what a romantic, the one kind of story would be. And Charlotte shows a more realistic side of things. Right. Yeah. And I think Charlotte gets, I think Charlotte gets the closest to the one. Mm. Like I think Charlotte has the best relationship on the mm. show mm. Right. of anybody. Yeah. Like, so it's weird because you say, it, oh, it didn't work out for her, but it did. She's kind of the only one it does work out for, I think. Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. Uh, this well, has been so fun. This yeah. has been amazing. So, so it, the last thing that we do is we rate uh, the episode from one to five Cosmos. Um, <laughs> this can, this can, this rating can take into your entire knowledge of the show. So, you know, Delaney, you're not super knowledgeable. So this could be just off that one episode. But, yeah. you know, Kelsey, I imagine you've seen all the movies and everything. So, so, so stack this episode versus everything you know of Sex and the City. And we'd love to hear the one being the, the worst thing you've ever seen, five being the best episode of Sex and the City. Who wants to go first? Me, Kelsey. We can start. Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey, okay. Kelsey, you can go first. Um, I'm going to give it like a three and a half Cosmo. Okay. Maybe four. I just, there are so many filler episodes throughout the seasons, which I love all of them, but um, where maybe there's not like a huge thing happening in the plot or a character development. So many things happen in this episode. So to mm-hmm. me, it's a, it's an exciting one. And even though some of it's a little disappointing where you're like, ah, fuck, I didn't really want Miranda to get back with Steve, but I also, it's like, we all love Steve. It's just yeah. you want to see more of Robert in the show because he's so fucking hot. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm not as anti-Alexander as you two are. I mean, like, I am by the end. Everybody fucking hates him by the end. But initially, I could see why she was interested in him. Like, mm-hmm. I could kind of get a little bit of that European charm of, like, why she was into him. But, yeah, I give it three and a half cosmos. Just the whole show okay. or this episode? The episode. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I'll go. I'm going to give it 4.25. I feel like wow. I feel like it had all the all. I liked all four of the storylines. Um, and I don't know. It had like a it, it had like a nice minor um, season finale feel like they were wrapping some things up. There were some big moments. And, um, 
yeah, it was fun to have Alexander introduced, but I don't know. I thought there were some really good comedic moments, and then I really thought that the Miranda Steve moment was pretty earned for six seasons to like um, to really figure out how it's going to happen. Like that was a beautiful moment, and then seeing Katie cry, like being like, "All right, like I didn't cry, but I definitely felt it." I'm like, "This is this is great," um, and uh, and yeah. I liked it. I always, the one problem, I wish sometimes that Samantha is such a good character. And sometimes I feel like as she's progressed, she goes through these interesting phases where she's more interesting. And then sometimes they just like bring her back down to like an, an easy joke, which like, I would love for her to have had like maybe reckon with aging a little more rather than it just be like, sweetheart. It's like, come on. Like we've seen her written to the best that she could be. And sometimes I feel like her storylines get squeezed for time and just like, yeah. all right, she gets a great pube. It writes itself next. So yeah. that's, that'd be my, maybe my weakness. I always wish there was a little more for her. So Four I'm going to give it a 2.5. Wow. I oh. hate it. I think, I think Steven Miranda is like the one good part. I think Stephen Miranda, you're right, it's earned. You want them to be together, you get it. I mean, yes, we're all joking about Debbie and Robert are so hot. They're like, yeah, I get the comfort. There's a lot of love there. They have a kid, all this stuff. Um, it's very sweet how she breaks down and is like, I love you, oh my God, like, and is embarrassed and doesn't know why she can't say it to Robert. Uh, other than that, I don't think they give enough attention to Charlotte's miscarriage, as you said. I don't think the gray cube thing is interesting. I don't think there's any payoff to it. It's just her doing a stupid die job and then going, I shaved it. I'm not, we're not going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then I hate Alexander so much. I think he's trash and I <laughs> wish he wasn't in the show. But have you seen his art? His art's incredible. You got to separate the art from the artist, you know? <laughs> oh, I, I, I The artist is trash. I'll go next. I'm, I just, we always say that like we don't want to change. I'm I'm going to change mine just a hair, but I'm going to be almost the complete opposite. I'm going to give it a four seven five. I was going to give it a five point oh. and I've like Whoa. historically wow. on this podcast rated things pretty low. Um, I've kind of come to accept that like I was always I was always waiting. No, you know what? Screw it. I'm going five. Um, I'm going five with caveats. That's what I'll do. It's kind of cheating. But I was always waiting for the one of the Sex and the City episodes, and then I was like, I'm being too critical. So I feel like this would be in my top ones. The, the, the caveats would be that I agree. They didn't really, they, they kind of turned Charlotte's miscarriage tragedy into her watching like reality documentaries to get her over it which is a little tone deaf in there and but i disagree about the pube story with samantha because the thing we get out of that was when she is at brunch and leads to her saying i'm 40 fucking five and it's finally samantha okay. owning up to her age and they're all like wait how old are you and i feel like that is like a strong growth of the character of samantha and also, like, I'm a sucker for an ensemble cast, as I talk on a podcast with six people. Like, <laughs> I mean, you got everyone. You got all four ladies. You got Robert Leeds. You got Steve. You didn't get big. And, you know, Aiden, you got Harry. You got Magda. You got yeah, Debbie. Yeah. Like, you saw so many good characters. And you got, like, a great Magda look in the, in the cake room. So I, I think it was a pretty strong episode. I'm going to build off you and, and give it a 4.75. I think this, this show ultimately is about friendships and the five characters relating to each other, that being the four main women and New York. And I think you also got a great New York experience in this episode. You got like the, the interesting art installation. And although Petrovsky, I think is creepy, I still think that date has like a very unique coast city vibe to it like waking up going there at 3am to see if a performance artist is still doing her thing there was a part of me that was like that's pretty damn cool that that, that happens so i that felt like a new york thing with the cab and the banana which i thought was funny him jumping over trash um i don't know i, th I thought it was a solid episode that showed the true heart and the soul and the friendships of the show so i liked it mm -hmm. delaney, delaney. 
Two. <laughs> <laughs> We're lower than you guys. Wow. I, dude, you know what it is? Um, I can't figure, and again, I haven't seen enough of the show. I can't figure out how realistic they're trying to be. Are they trying to be, are they, it's like a mix of both because I think so many things that happened were very unrealistic in this episode. You watch one freaking documentary and you're pulled out of a depression. You go to your party. Yeah. You, you, you dye your pubes red. That doesn't happen. You might just get like too blonde and fall off. But you don't dye it red. Like th- sometimes you leave the dye in too long. <laughs> I just like, there, there was just so much that. The fucking the, the closet candle kiss. I mean, maybe that would happen, but I don't know. I think if I knew more of what the other episodes offer, I would be like, it, does this show know what it is, or is it trying to be more realistic mm-hmm. than it is? I can't mm-hmm. figure that out. Um, there is an episode in which Carrie flies. I'm just putting that out there. She flies. She, 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 she flies. In her dream. Really? really? What episode no, is that? She, fl- she that's, just flies. That's the Amelita episode. The Amelita episode in season but, two, where she's dating that French guy. Isn't that one more? Oh, I'm thinking of the trapeze. Is that what you're talking about? Oh no no no. no, 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 no. There's that's one the that where it ends in her in the park, and she just kind of flies away oh, like the car in Greece. Yeah. I forgot about that. Never mind. I'm the so trapeze. she flies like in her dreams or in. She's there. She's flying around New York. Like Sandra City. and Danny Zuko just taking off. Yeah. Oh okay, that's that's a lot. And you know what? I think it's very unrealistic that a woman of Carrie's caliber would put up with fucking Alexander's shit. I really do. It was just creepy thing after another. And then he fucking phone stalks her on a landline. He like yeah. gets her. To, I'm sorry. If you can do the creepy eye, you know, you you meet eyes at the art gallery. Weird. And then all of a sudden he's calling you. I would. There's an. I, no, absolutely not. Your listeners are going to hate us. No. I just want more for women than that guy. That guy sucks. And I don't even know how it ends, but apparently it sounds like it ends badly. Obviously, right? (laughs) Yeah. Is he a fuckboy, basically? I won't won't give details. We won't. You guys are just... I could assume. I could assume. Well, um, everybody... Go listen to the Self Helpless podcast. Yes. I feel like I feel like our listeners are, would love your podcast. It's great, and it's so uh, entertaining and like very useful and positive. We love your podcast. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys. Oh, that's so nice. And uh, yeah. and thank you for technology for making this happen. This is like this is great. <laughs> Yeah, this was really fun. Yeah. Thank you for this having was us. really fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this was so much fun. Thank you for doing this. I feel like we had the best discussion. Of, I feel like we could have kept talking about yeah. so much more and yeah. like not covered even stuff in the episode. So it was great. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. All right. Have a All right. Good thank you. All right. Later, taters. Bye. All right. Later. Later. Bye. Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cabin, Kevin James Doyle, and John Sieber. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and narrated by Katie Sieber. This podcast is part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Check out all their great podcasts at seltzerkings.com. You can find the boys on their socials at The Bradshaw Boys or on their website at thebradshawboys.com. And as always, if you see them in the street, tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Oh, your face. All right. That one coming. John's face lit up about Charlotte being pregnant. And then got sad. And then got sad. And then we talk about Samantha's pubic hair. All right. Bye.